0: perfectly fine. 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 Fine.
1: Fine. Fine. You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, a political podcast where we recognize that everything is not at all fine and discuss what we can do about it. I'm Carissa and our co-hosts here are Evelyn and Phillip. So we're out in the field today, Evelyn and I, we got press passes to the second congressional debate. 3rd Congressional District, uh, Joe Kent versus Marie Gluzenkamp-Perez, and we are here outside the downtown library, yep, so um, what are you doing here today, <laughs> I guess? I want to make
0: sure that people know Kent is the only candidate in the 3rd District that is going to look out for the 3rd District. Uh, he will
1: fight to lower energy prices. He will fight for America freedom. He America's will fight so that we don't end up in more wars. Uh, his opponent wants us to go to war in Ukraine and get our men and women killed for something that we have no business in. And that's honestly one of the biggest reasons why the Democrats have to be stopped. They want to go to war. We don't need another war. and it's really sad. It seemed like the Democrats used to be the party that didn't want to go to war. Now they do and it's it really bothers me. So, uh, I'm here to help Kent and uh, he's going to win and uh, yeah. All right, thank you for speaking. Yep.
0: <laughs> Joe Kent, Marie Guseincamp Perez. Did I say that right?
1: Guseincamp? Guseincamp. Yes, I think that's correct. MGP, we have
0: another three letter three-letter broad
1: yeah we were talking about how we're like no don't do that but like I believe I've like used that a couple times I'm like all right it's just easier than yeah the whole thing (laughs) no disrespect we promise
0: (laughs) no disrespect so we were lucky enough to obtain some press passes to attend the debate in person at the library downtown Vancouver and that was it was an experience I'm really glad we got to go yeah quite an experience um you might have seen some clips on the Instagram if you check out our Insta.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was completely, entirely Kent supporters outside, except one guy. Yeah, one guy that had some like papers he was handing out that said like Joe Kent lies or something like that. But it was just like swarmed with Kent supporters outside, red t shirts, everything. And that's not necessarily to say that
0: Kent has more support. It was the two campaigns promoted the event very differently. Exactly. Yeah. Marie encouraged her supporters to attend a watch party at a brewery down the street. Um, and Kent encouraged his supporters to request tickets, despite the fact that the event was supposed to be for press only. Um, Kent got a bunch of his supporters in and it was supposed to be a neutral audience. So they had to like take off their pins and their Trump forever hats and stuff <laughs> and come in, even though it was obvious um uh, who they were there to support. So outside, it seemed like everybody was there for Kent, but really Marie just had not encouraged anyone to. to
1: Which show. was probably smart, probably trying to like avoid a clash of <laughs> of supporters there because um Kent's people were quite aggressive. Not gonna... Not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't want to generalize every Kent supporter, but it was... um The ones that were in yeah. attendance were... Yeah. Very vocal. Um, And so outside,
0: it was intimidating to go in. There were Kent supporters in all the corners. But you go in and it's like, you know, supposedly a neutral audience and fairly small room. And, you know, throughout the debate, though, it was supposed to be quiet throughout the debate. And they had a hard time with that. (laughs) Yeah. Jeering and... uh, At one point, one of the Kent supporters said very loudly and addressing marie she's so dumb <laughs> like very loud
1: i didn't even hear that was yeah. that, that it was, was during the debate it like was in a woman she room? Was,
0: yeah behind us in a white shirt and i gave her like kind of a dirty look because i was like first of all you're supposed to be respectful and quiet respect just the fact that there are set rules oh my God. and then also just to yell like she's so dumb and it was about like actually a good answer she had about you know green jobs and how that green jobs aren't just installing solar panels that looks like electricians and insulators and construction workers and all the things you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> so, <laughs> that's kind of how the debate itself went. And we can get into a little bit of what the debate actually, like the Colombian covered the debate a little bit in their endorsement of Marie.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the same old, same old rhetoric, um, just a lot of Joe Kent kind of just like conflating Marie with um, Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi and Biden and the Dems and the the far left agenda and yeah, the green agenda, Biden's Green New Deal. And well, I don't know if I heard that during the actual debate, but that's it's a,
0: it's this, it was the same kind of rhetoric, the same type of answers, a lot of questions he wouldn't answer directly and would there's a lot of like they hate Nancy Pelosi as if she has. Oh, whatever like it's she's so the president or, yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean hey i'm not a fan of nancy pelosi either no, but like, don't make yeah. us defend her no exactly like, exactly don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly like, dude yeah yeah
0: like i've supported her the person running against her like i think for two or three cycles shaheed Buttar.
1: I love Shaheen Buttar. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah.
0: we're not, no fans of Nance. No. we No Nances.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no offense. We don't like many, I mean, maybe there's good Nance out there, but.
0: <laughs> We've yet to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of shit talking Nancy Pelosi, which, you know, we're fine with, but he's not running against Nancy Pelosi. He's running against Marie. Uh, and during, at the end of the debate, they actually had an interesting uh, rapid fire questions where they asked for a single word answer to many things. Um, and, the Columbian reported that Joe was able to answer these questions in a single word, but being in the room, that was
1: not the case. Yeah. He actually was trying to dodge answering those questions. What did he say? He said, um, the January 6th rioters were, he hemmed and hawed.
0: He said, cause they were specific. They were like the people that were convicted and he was like, they're convicted. Hmm. Well, yeah. Then- cause it was a
1: one word, whatever the answer was yeah. had to be a
0: one word answer. Yeah. He, he was like, well, I guess I would say felons. But it was very, like, calculated, yeah, obviously. So they're already convicted, so they're whatever. And then even to that, Marie didn't have a great answer. Would she say, like rioters? I'm like, yeah,
1: I think the insurrectionists what uh, yeah.
0: domestic <laughs> yeah. terrorists. there's many things, yeah. right? Um, but regardless, Joe didn't have a straight answer for that one. Um they asked if uh, Joe Biden was the elected president, duly elected, I believe they said and Joe yeah,
1: if he, yeah legitimately elected something something like that right yeah
0: and Joe said something like well he's in there like the yeah, typical kind very, of answer <laughs> yeah
1: very reluctant and then yeah I believe he like ultimately said yes It like that though he, not like one word yeah. and the
0: Colombian reported that he agreed that he would oh the other one uh, what they asked him was would you accept the election results and he said yes oh of the
1: of his election okay yeah yeah, yeah. Well, there we we'll go. See. I mean, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> That's really not how it's a go all Carrie Lake go on, on us so far. So,
0: so that was the actual debate itself. Um, and then when the debate ended, the candidates got up and Marie was immediately accosted by a woman in a flag head to toe onesie. <laughs> <laughs> And was accused, I guess, of uh, being registered to vote in multiple states, which is not true, and just flustered Marie. And again, supposed to be a neutral audience. Um, And then we went outside and talked with, you know, kind of people and debriefed a little bit. And we're at the public library, which is open for Mm -hmm. parents and their kids and People are returning books. It's a beautiful Saturday
1: at the public library. (laughs) That poor man that was just trying to (laughs) return the book by us. He's like, I've got nothing to do with fucking any of this, you know? And there's,
0: (laughs) yeah, this is a a raucous crowd. Yeah. So there's like (laughs) one or maybe two doors out the library and the Kent supporters had formed like a semicircle and they were just yelling at anyone who came out the doors
1: Especially um, people not dressed in red in Kent garb Kent or American flag yeah. v- or whatever. We but, forgot
0: our onesies at
1: home. Yeah. And so, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, But we, I think
0: we viewed ourselves there as press and not there for Marie and we we're, you know, not cheering or jeering or anything like that. And when we walked out the doors, um, their attention wasn't on us. It was on a man with a Ukraine sticker or patch or something on his shirt. And
1: yeah older gentleman and um i don't even know if that he spoke a word did yeah. he <laughs> not
0: <laughs> yeah. that i heard they were like s- surrounding him in a semicircle jeering at him chanting nazi yeah one of the nazi, guys was saying, look at the nazi look at the nazi yeah and then they were all yelling at one point nazi and then Cause there was, all the U-
1: ukrainians all of them are nazis of
0: course yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of them and putin is amazing um and there was some people playing some Jesus hymns as they Yeah, there was jeered. a loudspeaker
1: too. A loudspeaker of music, yeah. Playing
0: some nice religious tunes. While they, in a semicircle, yelled and jeered at this man, um, there were people brought their children. There were kids and a little Hitler youth um, out front. <laughs> and it was really, a, like, if you're curious, we do have a video um, up on the Instagram that we took
1: it was a really jarring experience. Yeah. It was, we were a little, a little frightened, definitely. Um, But yeah, like we said, like it, it seemed like people were just kind of leaving us alone because I don't know, because I mean, a couple of them knew that we were pressed because we talked to them, but um, yeah, it was just to have
0: a crowd like that yelling. And then Joe Kent came out like the little Ken doll that he is. And, not that that's a complimentary. I just mean he's very much like I think sees himself as a celebrity, and they view him as such. Mm-hmm. And it was just cheering, like like it was like fucking Madonna just walked out. Yeah, like, he's like the
1: rock star, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like
0: and they all yeah. just love him, Joe. I just ugh. It's <laughs> like he's trying to represent you. He's not your savior, but they all very much view him that way. Which that'd be an interesting question to ask them. Is there anything you disagree with Joe on? Because I feel like any. Politician I've ever supported, I agree with them on a lot of things, but I certainly have
1: criticisms. Yeah, um, you compromise voting on voting for yeah. them because they best they represent you most but of what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from what we've heard, like at the, we also went to the town hall. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, yeah, I mean, I haven't heard any criticisms of um, Joe come from his. I mean, the, it seems like they just repeat his rhetoric. Yeah. They love him completely. So,
0: and so we hung out for a little bit and kind of watched as the crowd died down eventually. Um, and then we decided a couple of days later was a town hall in Salmon Creek for, it was Michelle Belcott and Brett Simpson running for auditor. Mm-hmm. Um, we endorsed Greg Kimsey for auditor in case we haven't addressed that on the podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Michelle and Brett Simpson, and Joe at this town hall in Salmon Creek. So we decided to get, go to that event a little more undercover this time to not stand out. And um, cause we were afraid we didn't want to be the ones being jeered at in the middle of a semicircle. Um, It's really a, a, vulner, a vulnerable place to be. And we were trying to avoid that as best we could. So we showed up at the old Salmon Creek range <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, found our way in, we wanted to see if his rhetoric differed in front of the League of Women Voters as compared to when he's in front of a more favorable crowd and not being televised. So That was our primary mission um, attending that event.
1: And what did you think? I, I think that his rhetoric did not differ much. I mean, he didn't talk. I I didn't hear him touch on like whether the fuck, sorry, I didn't need to swear there, but <laughs> whether the election was, uh, you know, the election of Biden was legitimate or not. Um, I,
0: don't I don't think, think he had was... to
1: bring that up to that crowd exactly. because they all agree, right? It's not. And a lot of them probably know they're like, oh, he's just got to say what he's got to say to, you know, yeah, get through here. Um, so they probably don't even like yeah. have a problem with his wishy-washy answers um, during the debate or. Because they know he's trying to play the media or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was a lot of the same people. so. The Hitler Youth were there. Yeah, the little um, <laughs> little girl, yeah. And That's a awesome. lot of the same people. Um, some of his local donors were there that we recognized. Um, mostly older people in attendance.
1: Yeah, middle-aged, older, predominantly white, of course. Oh, but, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of
0: um, anti-vax concerns, like people that were like, I can't volunteer at my kid's school because I'm not vaccinated. I've been fired from my job because I'm not vaccinated. A lot of focus on that, strangely, which isn't anything really Joe Kent will have anything to do with because that's a state a state by state thing and a school district by school district thing.
1: Right. So once again, it's they, they think that he's going to be their savior for something he's like not exactly even in charge of. Exactly. But it's just in the same like partisan realm or whatever. Yeah, there was um, a lady who she still had like her Safeway uniform on and she said that she had been an ICU nurse for I want to say it was like 17 years or something. She said she loved her patients. She loved her jobs, but she wouldn't get the jab. And so they, so she couldn't work for them any, or couldn't work as an ICU nurse anymore. I wonder why, I wonder why that wouldn't be appropriate for you to work as an ICU nurse. But anyways, yeah, we did know that there was just like a, a lot of the people speaking. Um, there was just like a, a, kind of a theme of like persecution and victimization Victimhood. Yeah. We're all a victim. We're all,
0: what are we going to do? They're, they're preventing us from banking now was one of the things.
1: Oh yeah. That's um, right. Joe Kent yeah. kept
0: bringing up that they're going to know based on your cell phone data that you were here at an event for me and they're going to cut off your banking, especially if you bank at Wells Fargo.
1: So you're being uh, targeted. You're being, yeah. yeah. He told a story For your that, beliefs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Everything was, you're being targeted for your beliefs. You're going to be targeted because you're here. Um, Joe said that he moved his own campaign funds out of Wells Fargo because he was afraid they were going to be targeted.
1: Um, there was a gentleman, I actually couldn't um, remember exactly what he was saying, the, the pastor. He was a a blind pastor, I believe. Do you remember him speaking? I do. Um, I thought But he... he said, I thought it was just like a general thing saying like, they're not going to let me speak anymore. They're not going to let me preach and I'm just going to, I'm going to keep doing it and I I was confused by him because it seemed like he,
0: as a preacher, you're beholden to again, like his own constituency essentially. And if they won't let you speak, I was very confused. I, I thought didn't.
1: that was odd too. I was like, is the law stopping you from doing that? Or like, that's the thing too. It's like, okay, well. He's been canceled by yeah. his parishioners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like, um, yeah, just once again, this idea that they're being targeted for their beliefs and. Um, yeah. and it's like, well, maybe your beliefs are just becoming less popular or, um, you're being challenged on your beliefs yeah. and that's not actually you being censored or stopped from doing anything. How many churches, Christian churches do we have in this town? I mean, yeah, a evangelical, just spout it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of people here to, to listen to you. So it just, it did remind me of this quote. Um, you might've heard it before Evelyn, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's almost like, yeah. Th- and that's why this, like the culture war is so hot for them because it's, it's like, oh, if we're going to, if, oh, if we're acknowledging systemic issues here that, um, yeah. but there's stuff, against
0: certain people, you know. It's not even that it's so much more superficial than that. It seemed like, like the one guy, uh, yeah, there were two young men that stood up and one was like, "I heard about you talking to Joe Kent. I saw you on TimCast, Tim Pool's YouTube." Okay, I thought that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you on TimCast. And what are we going to do about all this like suppression? And I'm like, wait, but y- he popped into your feed. What do you mean suppression? Like you found him on TimCast. <laughs> like he's all over the place, right? And they were T- talking about that's like a very popular, yeah,
1: <laughs> podcast, like, right? And, Did you and have he a said like
0: TimCast yeah. is being suppressed. And I'm like, well, is it? For what reason? Um, And Joe Kent mentioned that he thinks he cannot be tagged on Instagram. Um, And Tulsi Gabbard mentioned that in a video she posted about Joe Kent as well. Like, well, all these companies have terms of service and election denialism is a violation of their terms of service. So he's probably lucky he still has an Instagram account. Um, So all of them who claim to love capitalism don't like it when capitalists can shut them down. Like it's not government censorship. These are private businesses that are able to do that.
1: Which, yeah, which, you know, conservatives usually say that this is a good thing, right? Yeah. I thought it was interesting, though. He said that he actually would like Twitter and social media sites to be regulated as a public utility, which is which actually a progressive. <laughs> yes, we support that. That's a progressive um, idea. The, uh, idea yeah,
0: yeah. that. Yeah. It's essentially the public square and can be regulated as it should.
1: Yeah. And isn't, a that, extent. isn't that a form of socialism? It is.
0: Weird. <laughs> but so typically, what you hear from the right is the Section 230 repeal, which would make these private corporations no longer publishers. It would make them liable for information posted on their sites. So, if you repeal Section 230, like Donald Trump is talking about often, these sites would cease to exist because they would be held legally um, responsible for everything. For basically
1: everything. Or yeah. that there'd be rampant censorship more yeah. Than, well. Yeah. So,
0: it was interesting that Joe didn't take that route. He did say something we agreed with.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Departing from Trump's. Yeah. Stated goal.
0: Huh? Yeah. So the persecution complex persecution complex was very pervasive um, at the town hall. And the other big thing uh, Joe Kent focused on a lot was that we need to tear tear government structures down. The scaffolding of society needs to be torn down. Those are my words, not his. But Um, He said he's going to block and defund and repeal basically everything Um, and was prepping his audience for it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really challenging, but we have to tear this down. And I think he said we're going to tear it down brick by brick and that by stopping some must pass bills, um, defense authorization, continuing resolutions, that that was going to be just plugging a hole in a swelling dike, but that they were going to. Eventually, stop everything. Um, which I don't know if a lot of those people in that room were, you know, clearly diabetics with missing limbs in wheelchairs um, on oxygen. I don't know how they would survive without you know their Medicare, um, disability, Social Security things like that. That would be that's actually what the Republicans are talking about right now. Is holding up spending a spending bill if they win the House back. Um, unless Joe Biden agrees to cut Medicare and Social Security. So these people cheering that on in the Joe Kent town hall, I'm not sure if they recognize that it's not just the people they don't like Medicare and Social Security, but it's theirs as well. So it was a lot of uh, weirdly prepping them for like a shittier world. <laughs> well, at the same time... that <laughs> <Yeah, like, laughs> They are, pro- are promising yeah. to like bring forward. Yeah. yeah. Hey, your life is going to suck, but eventually... Like he didn't even really promise that things were going to get better. It was kind of just like, this is all it's broken. Be hard it's going times. To... We
1: got to. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think he said ugly. that exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. With no real promise of like it getting better. And everybody's just like, yup. And yeah.
1: Because they're, yeah, we're, we're at war. We're at war with the left. We're at war with each other. And,
0: and just tearing it all down with no promise of it getting better is somehow better than now of the mild threat of maybe having some equality yeah thinking about your quote there I don't know it was just an odd I mean you guys should have seen this we were clapping from Marjorie Taylor Greene for speaker to blend in
1: (laughs) it was horrid (laughs) yeah we had to clap clap along um yeah I don't know it's like after years of just like rampant like the the problems we're facing in my view are because of like deregulation and like neoliberalism, which is like an embrace of the free markets or whatever. And like, which they claim to love. Yeah. Which they, yeah, exactly. And like, why, why does anybody think the solution to that is just like, let's keep deregulating. Let's just like throw it all out that let's get rid of the EPA. Yeah. Let's get rid of fucking air quality standards. I mean, let's cause it's like, they act like that's populist,
0: but they ultimately serve an authoritarian elite that benefit financially from more deregulation, you know, more screwing over of the people. Mm -hmm. And so you hear someone like Joe Kent push all this and try to sell it as if that's going to benefit his constituents, but really it benefits, you know, already rich corporate donors, um, which is kind of a theme we've also found kind of throughout his rhetoric that he would sometimes adequately diagnose a problem. And then his solution was that that benefited corporations instead of people.
1: Yeah. And as if like the Democrats, um, in Congress are like, they're the elites, they serve the elites and the elites are only on the, the democratic side of the, of the spectrum. They're like, it's like, no, actually like the, like the ruling elites are like, this is the Republicans, <laughs> Republicans serve the elites as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they cut taxes for the rich. Like they take, corporate funding they take funding from fossil fuels you know what i mean like they serve the corporations just as much as you know the at least the the corporate wing of the democratic party which is most of the democratic party sure um does so yeah like it's it's it sucks that like it seems like the maga people are kind of like winning the the rhetoric game on that and like turning it all into and like even tulsi gabbard she's like oh the it's a du- an elite cabal, didn't she call it a fucking Yeah, the cabal cab- is like a, just, uh, what's the right word? Signaling to Q. Right, okay. Anytime that's, you use cabal, exactly. that's yes. kind of what you're doing, yes. I think. But non to Q, yeah.
0: We all agree that the Democrats and Republicans have corruption on both sides. Both sides suck. Both parties suck. We agree with that. We but think- most
1: people, but these MAGA people that are into the MAGA people like they think that the Democrats are the only yeah. one serving the elites. And it's like, what are you talking about here? They, so like, one of his interesting takes was
0: about energy and a woman stood up and reminded: this is an 87 degree day with air filled with wildfire smoke from the fire on Larch Mountain. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are we going to do about all this green agenda? <laughs> and Joe Ken's like, yeah, good point. And he had this interesting answer, which surprised me. Um, He was saying that we need to bring back American energy, but all dirty energy essentially, like allowing pollution and things like that. But he also said that green technology was kind of inevitable, but that we shouldn't mandate the United States um, create that here, that we should let the free market take care of it. So he's claiming to be a free market fundamentalist, that the market is taking us toward green energy, which is absolutely true. And he was saying, let them build it in China. So if he's saying the market is going to dictate that it's made in China because it's cheaper to make there for corporations, how is that America first? Like we could be getting patents, we could be leading the world on this, just like we did, you know, in the Industrial Revolution, but instead america first joe kent is just okay with letting china do it.
1: Yeah, why is this whole energy independence thing that that I mean Tiffany Smiley was talking about that too that just seems like a yeah, yeah. you know constant rhetorical thing that they're using it's like Tiffany Smiley why running not? against Patty Murray for senate here in Washington state. Yes. Why why can't the energy independence be green energy especially if you're acknowledging that's where we're heading anyhow. Certainly, if we want to protect ourselves from the whims of a dictator in, you know, Russia
0: or you know a king. I guess he's not king yet. Or in Saudi Arabia. Saudi
1: Arabia for yeah. Just
0: deciding they want to interfere in our elections. It's literal election interfering. Saudi
1: Arabia manipulating gas prices, energy sovereignty. Just like means corporations it. pumping exactly. up <laughs> inflation yeah. Yeah. on purpose because everyone's going to blame the president that's in office right now. Exactly.
0: So the idea that energy sovereignty and America first isn't, we can do it best here. We're going to make sure we're independent here. They act like energy independence is just pumping oil and a keystone pipeline to export oil and all these things that aren't truly America first, which is fundamentally, I think the flaw in their argument, but I don't think the people that are falling for it are recognizing that the policies they're proposing or not America first if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, America is again simultaneously too strong and too weak. We're the greatest country on earth, so we have to be torn down to nothing and it's going to be really painful so we can be best again or it's just this Yeah, strange... we're also
1: China's bitch too. Yeah. <laughs> but, we're... <laughs> but we're also yeah, but the we're strongest also country the str- on earth. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like it's just a little bit strange that we act like they're actually America first instead of that, they support authoritarian rule by the elites. That's what it is. That's what all their policies lead toward. I'll say it again authoritarian rule by the elites. So, all of their America first rhetoric, like even their isolationist rhetoric around war, America first. We should focus on America. We don't need to focus on Ukraine. Well, why is the Ukrainian war the one war you don't like? You're okay with wars in Africa right now, with shadow wars there. You're pumping up ready for a war in China. You're fine if we invade a country and take all their natural resources or overthrow their government because they have natural resources. But the one time we get involved in a military action that's preventing, you know, an invasion by another country... With like we said, like white Christians on both yeah, sides. Yeah, like, Exactly. They're like, Oh, it's like,
1: white people. We don't want anybody to Yeah, get it's like here. a <laughs> European war
0: and that's the one they're not for. They're like, America first, isolationist, why would we do this? Just give Putin what he wants. Why are we kowtowing to a dictator with imperialist ambitions? Is that America first? Is America so weak? And like they often talk about like, oh, the fear of like nuclear weapons. Are we scared of nuclear weapons? Why aren't we telling them, Oh, do you want to use tactical tactical nukes? Well, you better make sure St. Petersburg is evacuated before you try that. If America First was really what they wanted, they would be pushing that kind of strong American, not that I'm a a pro war imperialist, but it just, their actions and their proposed policies and their positions don't match the America First banner that they all like consider themselves under. Like I think Joe Kent still says America First, Trump supported candidate for Congress. Yeah. So Mm -hmm.
1: none of his policies.
0: Nothing. Yeah, he calls it
1: um, the America first agenda. I believe yeah. that's what he, yeah.
0: And literally nothing we heard was like, America's the best at this and we're going to get better. It was like, America sucks. We're going to tear it down. We're going to stop it. We're going to, can you think of one thing he said that was like, we're the best at this? No. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you first you last. I, know. Like, yeah, I, guess, yeah, I mean, I it's just such a weird, and all the people there are like, yeah, America first. How?
1: I don't know. So that was... Well, it's it's not great yet. It just need. It's it's going it to be messy at first. It needs to be great again. It's just not great right now, but it's going to be great again. And it's going really to be really messy to get there. It's going to be painful. I think you said it's going to be painful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Holy fuck. It's going to be painful for a while. I don't know. Did we miss anything there with like the... The vibes, oh, we, should we talk a little bit briefly about his campaign staff was surprisingly very young <laughs> um, yeah, one of them was
1: weirdly very threatening in a in a passive way. He's a very scary this person did identify themselves as his campaign manager, so we're not sure. He could have multiple campaign managers, right? So, That's true. Anyways, all we know is this gentleman, <laughs> this gentleman, <laughs> was... We'll uh, call him that. ...was Kent's uh, campaign manager. <clears throat> um, very thick neck... <laughs> Kind of like thumbish, very. Be- I mean, he looked like a like a pro wrestler to me, yeah. honestly, and uh, yeah, um, very strong jaw. I mean, he was almost like a caricature of like what you. I imagine. don't know, just like a maga like I don't know. Um, he just, yeah, he had a yeah blonde hair, a, a blonde bun in the back, a man <laughs> underneath, it. which I didn't a think very, they liked. A very manly bun, yeah. <laughs> and he
0: just did some weird, <clears throat> some weird things, and then maybe. Maybe followed us to our car. We're not really sure. We probably shouldn't.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Because we don't have enough. Yeah.
0: It feels accusatory. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> I don't want him knocking on the
1: door. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. You don't want to accuse him of anything.
0: Nah. Let's. Um, his campaign staff was all quite young. And from what I found, he fired his original campaign manager in December of last year. And then hired a young man named Ozzy Gonzalez. He looks like he's fresh out of campus High School. And. uh he was promoting or proposed collecting ballots from homeless people by bribing them with cigarettes
1: and pizza and pizza. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> that's what the old campaign manager on his way out claimed. And he shared, um, screenshots of their signal chat, um, in which allegedly that was Gonzalez had had sent those. Um, yeah, that was his plan to bribe homeless people to vote for Ken to get some votes for him. And now he's been promoted to campaign manager.
0: And then he had another gal named Erin come up and solicit donations. Um, It was kind of interesting. They were selling their uh, bumper stickers and things like that instead of giving them away, like traditionally happens at campaign events. Usually it's like, oh, it's a button. Take a yard sign. Take whatever. She was like, oh, it'll be $5 for this bumper sticker. Um, And then they passed around envelopes for cash donations, which also struck me as kind of weird and easy to not track but um perhaps that's normal but it just kind of sat funny with me um and at the beginning kent mentioned that not to worry and seemed a little bit maybe we can clip this part in if it's necessary or if it's appropriate or fits but um kent just mentioned that their fundraising was doing good they were catching up they were going to be up on the air with ads soon because if you live here you know marie is just blasting ads all mm-hmm. over mailers and YouTube and TV and newspaper, and it's everywhere. And I haven't seen a Kent one. Have you? No, neither have I, actually, now that you see that. I think there were some in the primary, maybe, I think back. But nothing in the general, which is very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't released any of their fundraising. He had quite a bit of cash on hand in the September disclosure. So, I don't know, the his little speech about money kind of reassuring his supporters made me wonder if he's not as well funded as maybe we thought he was. I don't know. It struck me as a little.
1: Yeah. To be selling that stuff. Yeah. $5 for a bumper sticker, dude. (laughs) I know. Hard pass. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dude, this is like, you're trying to advertise yourself, right? Like just give it, give it for free. You have to pay to support me. So we can talk about... <laughs> I was going to say, do we want to talk about his his funding? funding? Okay, sure. Yeah.
0: So there isn't a ton because you guys might have seen... Um, his funding is a little bit suspicious, including an article that came out yesterday by the Daily Beast about the company he supposedly works for does not exist. So if you, we can drop a link to that in the show notes maybe. Mm-hmm. So that's his personal finances. Um, he claims to have lent his campaign... Um, a little over two hundred thousand dollars during the primary, and I found county records corroborated that. Looks like he did refinance his home for that amount um, okay. to pull out that amount of money. Around that same time, um, his national f- or his local funding comes from a few a guy in Yelm, Washington, with I think it's J X Y Industries or something. Um, some a lot of money from the Warners who own RV in Style, which is where they held the first debate. They own a whole bunch of um, like mobile home parks all around here. I think they now own the sponsorship on the amphitheater. And that's a family that uh, I actually went to high school with. So these are people that are wealthy, but not so wealthy that their kids didn't go to public school. Um, So they're big fish in a small pond and Clark County is a pretty small pond. And then there's the Cardones. So Grant Cardone, Cardone Industries and 10X are all Grant Cardone. Um, he's an interesting guy. He's donated at least four different maxed out donations from himself and his different businesses to Joe Kent. And that was just on the first couple pages of disclosures. Um, David Medore, who we all know as former County commissioner, publisher at Clark County today, he's also donated a lot. Um, there's the guy who's the Clark County Patriots United guy that owns N2 Publishing. He publishes like neighborhood zines, like Camus Today, Philida Magazine, like oh, yeah, all those little, little folksy things. Yeah. That's him. And he's super right wing as well. Um, I can go back to Cardone because he's just an interesting fella. He was like, follows the same or similar trajectory to um, Mike Lindell, like a former drug addict turned like business owner. Um, Has this business where he, quote, 10Xs your business, where you pay him a lot of money to make your business pop and make more cash. Um, Funny thing. Doesn't sound like a scheme. Yeah, right. He also lives in Miami, Florida, I believe, in Florida somewhere. Started uh, Cardone University and then got his master's degree from Cardone University, (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome. Um, He's also a Scientologist, interestingly. And he's given a lot of money to Joe Kent, so keep that in mind.
1: Wow, weird. Yeah. What about what about the billionaires? Isn't there a couple? Isn't there at least one One, billionaire? One Peter Thiel, (laughs) yeah, who
0: is part of the Bilderberg Group, arguably their most prominent member.
1: Oh, a group of elites, right? Isn't that what the Bilderberg Group is? Huh? They're funding. Yeah, the globalists (laughs) are are funding funding all Joe Kent. Kent. He's also. It's not all Democrats being funded by. Globalist. So yeah, Peter the
0: Thiel is a big funder also of JD Vance and um, what's his name in Arizona? Blake Masters? Blake Masters. That's the guy I'm trying to okay. think of. Masters and Mastriano. That's why I get him confused. Oh, that's why. Okay. Okay. So Peter Thiel also funds uh, Blake Masters in Arizona and JD Vance in Ohio and a whole bunch of these like America First type people, these Stop the Steal type people. Um, so definitely. A globalist. Again, Bilderberg, if you aren't familiar with what that is, go ahead and look that one up. So, for him to say he is an anti globalist, that's just fundamentally false. So, Peter Thiel, um, he's also gotten some donations from Trump's PAC, it looks like, but not as much. So, Donald Trump is collecting just metric tons of money and using none of it. He's just sitting on it, which is crazy. So I haven't seen any expenditure from Donald Trump. Um, he's also gotten donations from Stephen Wynn, Wynn Hotels in Las Vegas. Okay. And then the packs I could find uh, were the Protect Freedom Pack, which doesn't seem to be giving... Again, none of these seem like they're really giving much. He doesn't have ads. It's just weird. So he has the Protect Freedom Pack, the Green Beret Pack, which you would expect because he was a Green Beret. Um, America's for Ren- Renewal Pack, a lot of these are just the stop the steal, you know. Trump.
1: And so, well, so what's the what's the is there a distinguished difference between a corporate pack and a pack? What do you mean? Because like, well, because Kent claims that he doesn't take corporate pack money. Are these would these be these packs qualify donated to him as yes. corporate packs? Okay, I mean, there's do, not like
0: a these donated non
1: corporate packs. So right?
0: packs can donate, and then packs <laughs> okay, can also. Yeah. Um, endorse and fund like secretly, so they can buy advertisements that aren't from the campaign. But these are actual; these show donations directly to the campaign from the pack. So he does. So take corporate Joe Kent is money.
1: lying when he says he doesn't take corporate yeah. pack money, which which we heard at both the debate and the town hall. Yes, and he also gets funding. Like, so he's lying. Yeah. Okay. And
0: a lot of big businesses in this area have donated not from their packs, but directly as much as they possibly can. Um, to both Marie and Joe, which makes sense, like Amazon, places like that, that want to have favorability here. So again, I just think that's kind of par for the course. You're going to have
1: those businesses donate. Um, Wait, you're saying like woke Amazon funded is is funding Kent? Whoa, he's yep. okay, taking weird. money
0: from them too. <laughs> so he has these like local players and then these big packs, but there's a lot of secrecy around Joe Kent's funding. Including his personal finances, who is paying for him to run, who's paying his campaign staff? Because he didn't have, a, you know, we had some money on hand, but it didn't look like that much coming in. And Marie's just been flooded with money. So the big takeaways are billionaires like Peter Thiel, again, Bilderberg globalist, mm-hmm. funding him. And not only is he just donated, Joe Kent has put on, you know, he's tweeted, I am happy to have Peter Thiel's support, you know, this very like, She's just owning it. Yeah. So for him to be like, what is he, the good globalist? Like, right. How many, right. how many are at the Bilderberg group, Joe? Exactly. Let us know. Exactly. Ask your boy, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but weirdly, like Peter Thiel's come into the JD Vance race with $15 million. And I haven't seen any kind of expenditure like that here for Joe. So I'm a little bit confused. Do they think this is a are safe they just
1: giving up on him? or Yeah. Or is this
0: like a safe R district and they're just not worried about it? Is he like, right, right. I don't know. So mm, that's yeah. very
1: interesting. Let us know what we'll you guys think. It, yeah, see how it shakes out. <clears throat> um, so him, Tiffany Smiley, I believe I heard that with Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, some interview she did as well. They're they're hitting hard on this um, talking point about Biden um, hiring eighty seven thousand more mm. new IRS agents, and that they're going after poor hardworking people to audit them, to pay for the crazy spending in the Inflation Reduction Act or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, Joe Kent at the town hall, he specifically said that um, these 87,000 IRS agents are going to audit people making under 100K. He said that specifically. Um, that he, number's he used gone that down number too. Specifically.
0: They used to say 400K and then that
1: like didn't scare enough people and now they're saying 100K. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> well, so the IRS commissioner came out and, and said that they would not be going after anybody under 400K. Um, so they explicitly stated that. And um, historically, defunding the IRS, um, which conservatives were responsible for doing, actually took the number or the, the number of people that were wealthy people that were being audited went down. So when the IRS is not funded enough, they go after low level people more because it's harder. It's more expensive. You need more resources resources to go after people with lawyers and money and everything. So, so it's like, he takes these true, these little true tidbits, but then like completely spins it to where it's like not even recognizable. uh, not even a a true fact at all. And so Kent has done that and, and smiley's hammering down on that as well. And Marjorie Taylor green, um, So it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a lie at this point. I mean, yes. Did Biden hire 87,000 more IRS agents? Yes, but no, they're not going to go after, or at least they have stated they're not going to go after like regular people making anything under 400,000. So yeah. Like personally, I want people to
0: pay their taxes and I don't know anyone who makes under a hundred thousand who doesn't pay their taxes because guess what? It comes out of your check.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like you can't manipulate that. (laughs) If your
0: taxes come out of your check, you're, they're not going to come after you newsflash. If you get a W two, this isn't about you. Yeah. Like that's, it's, that's so true. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah. And they've also said on occasion that the IRS agents are going to come take your guns or that they have guns. Excuse me. All of our agencies purchase weaponry. That's what that was about. Every department has weapons for various reasons. Um, they do it every couple years. They took just because those two things happen at the same time. They think or they're calling them armed IRS agents are going to come take
1: yeah whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like, think that's
0: what I heard. They're uh, going to come door to door, whatever. You know. Taylor Green. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> and so yeah, the <laughs> more IRS agents there are, the more the tax burden is going to be moved from those that make under four hundred thousand to those that make millions and billions. Those who do not get a W two. Um, again, if you get a W two. Your taxes are automatic. There is no, you know, coming after you for something unpaid. It's people that pay quarterly taxes, that have lots of attorneys, that don't pay their tax burden, that are in trouble. And so when these politicians make you scared of these IRS agents, who are they working for? Whose bidding are they doing?
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you get a W-2, I don't think Joe Kent's your guy. Yeah. I guess I wanted to add um, just the the like inc- the rhetoric against China, the fear mongering inc- against China. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said that China is like our number one threat. Um, the Green Agenda is part of a conspiracy to like give more money to China because they make solar panels or whatever. It's like a super weak conspiracy. But
0: <laughs> like, they do make solar panels and we should make them here and yes. that's part of the IRA that they don't like. They there was money in there to make sure that things are made here and while we don't have a lot of the minerals and things like that yet,
1: that's investment to figure out how to do that here that would bring us sovereignty. Yeah, there's a requirement for a certain percentage of materials to be made in North America and then over a 10-year period, I believe that percentage has to increase, so it's a it's a progression toward yeah, bringing those making those things here it's um, a market th- incentive to do that. Yeah, and the EV tax credit it's like $7500 um the the you have to buy an EV here. That's the current that's made here. Yeah. That that is made here. Yeah. So this whole idea that Biden's just like it, you know throwing money over <laughs> over to China and yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um oh, could we address regarding China?
0: They talk a lot about Biden releasing from the oil reserves
1: and that that's sending our energy yes. or
0: our gas to or oil to China.
1: Yes. Another, another situation where they take a true tidbit, a true fact, completely manipulate it into this grand conspiracy.
0: Yeah. That Joe Biden so, is sending our oil to China. So what's really happening is a lot of oil producing countries, they have nationalized their oil production. So Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, all these places they those oil companies are state owned. That's a state resource. In America, it is not. It is owned by private corporations. So the only way we can manipulate what our private corporations do is flood the market with oil from our reserves. So what they do with it once we give it to them is not up to us anymore. It's a global market.
1: Yeah, we're and we're he's selling it to the highest bidder, the highest corporate yes. bidder. And Some of those happen to be in China, but they happen to be like everywhere
0: else too. Yes. It's a global market. So when (laughs) there is supply and demand, when there is an increase in supply, prices should go down. So that's the idea with releasing from the strategic reserves. We're not selling it to China. We're selling it to corporations because we don't have an American oil company. If Joe wants to start an America first oil company, maybe we stop exporting oil and nationalize it. I'm all for nationalizing things. Right that's what joe is proposing but it's not it's just don't release that from the reserves keep gas prices high
1: and that's what he's saying is that biden sold our strategic reserves to the ccp i mean that's that's all you're going to get from joe kent on yeah. that like that's the only context you're going to get on that yeah and it's it's completely like un i mean it it's lacking like 90% of the context that is necessary but it's a You know, it's a quick little rhetorical item that gets people all fired up about China and And Joe Biden. Yeah, Brandon, Joe Biden being China's bitch. Yeah, yeah.
0: And again, (laughs) who does that lie in making you feel that way or believe that? Who does that benefit? It benefits the oil companies that are able to continue to price gouge you because if Biden doesn't release from the oil reserves, guess what? Prices stay high and they
1: make a lot more money. It also makes you hate Brandon. And we already know, like this corporate price gouging has been proven, right? Like. Yeah, I mean, my dad remembers...
0: I'll ask him, like, what do you think of gas prices now? Well, it was corporations before, like, whenever it was in the 80s or the last time there was a big gas yeah. yeah. And it's the corporations now. Like, it's... And it's, you know, MBS, Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia, and it's these other... Because it's a global market. It's not something like if Joe Biden starts fracking
1: more here, we're going to have lower gas prices. That's just not how it works, unfortunately. Just like we manipulate things to serve our political ends in other countries. Like, don't you think Saudi Arabia might be doing that with us? They would, Oh, they've admitted a, it now. They did. Yeah. Yeah. There's some <laughs> well. recordings. Check out King Clippenstein's Twitter. He's got the um,
0: clips, but yeah. So that's another example of Joe Kent taking something with a kernel of truth, manipulating it to make you scared and to make you, you know, to make you act in such a way that actually benefits corporations and not you, the individual And not America. It's not an America first agenda.
1: Yeah. Just another enemy, another enemy to blame other than... (laughs) Yeah. Keep you scared.
0: Keep us divided.
1: Yeah. It's all in the game.
0: So another thing Joe Kent often said or said a lot at that town hall we went to is that if it's not outlined in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, he's getting rid of it. He's getting rid of the Department of Education. He's getting rid of this. He's getting rid of that. So Article 1, Section 8 lays out the powers of Congress and what we can spend. And let's see, do, do, do. So the phrase within Article One, Section 8, that has been a subject of some discussion is they have a duty to promote the general welfare of the United States. So that's been brought to the Supreme Court multiple times. And the most recent time was it was brought to the Roberts Court. So the current Supreme Court, that the general welfare of the United States that all of our spending generally falls under that. So when Joe Kent says, and this is an argument that goes way back to like, this was Hamilton's argument when these documents were written. So him saying that is more bullshit. <laughs> him just saying, if it's not in the constitution, America first. Well, the constitution, number one, is supposed to be a living document. And number two is continually re- reinterpreted by our courts. Right, yeah. So this has been reinterpreted to mean, everything we have where he tried to say like even things like the department of education wouldn't fall under article one section eight well i would argue that an educated populace is part of the general welfare (laughs) of the united states unless you're trying to create a bunch of new kent voters in which case i understand his perspective um
1: so yeah that was just another
0: interesting (laughs) that was just another interesting tidbit he kept mentioning and it was clear like everybody who had their little pocket constitution hadn't gotten it out and like read it and it also interestingly lays out that we won't have, we won't fund an army for more than two years. We'll fund a navy and a militia, but we can't fund it for more than two years, which is an interesting little tidbit that I don't know enough about constitutional law to explain, but I just found fascinating. Huh. Yeah. Maybe we'll dig into that and find some expert that can school us on the Constitution, not joking.
1: <laughs> to summarize, Joe Kent, he says a lot of like populist things that a lot of people feel in their bones. He diagnoses the, we we did touch on this a little bit, but yeah, he diagnoses the problems correctly. Sometimes, I mean, not all the time, but then he offers a completely like backward solution to those problems. That will
0: actually harm or cause more harm to those people who are supporting him. And be beneficial to the authoritarian elite, the wealthy, um, but he somehow convinced people with his semi-populist rhetoric that he's got the right answers, and we got to start making some really hard decisions. Yeah, so they all are gearing up for heavy sacrifice when that's not necessary. We do have, you know, the ability to address these problems without tearing everything down to nothing.
1: Yeah. And we have like America, I, in my view, it's like we've been plagued by years of conservative conservatism on like both sides of the aisle. And this is like why we're where we are right now. And Joe Kent's answer is to sheepdog you back into the most conservative party, no matter how much you hate the Democrats. You know, that's another issue. But like you know tax cuts for the rich and just deregulating everything and defunding the department of education and all these things like how how do we think that like more of that is the answer when mm-hmm. like all of our institutions have just been completely eroded by corporate influence and control yeah. and and all of that so it's just
0: and that's similar mm-hmm. to like saying we have to cut social security to save it so people that are on it think we need to cut it to save it well in reality you just Increase the taxes rich people pay. I don't know if and a lot then of people, you can <laughs> yeah. then it's funded. So what happens is everybody's taxed the same up to like, hundred and ninety thousand dollars or something, and then above that you don't pay into Social Security taxes anymore. So if we just raise that cap, but they don't tell you that they tell you that they need to cut your benefits to make sure that you can still have anything. But in reality, the solution is you just make rich people pay a little bit more. And so again, if they're if they're not proposing that. Who are they protecting? You or their rich donors and themselves being wealthy? They're trying to reduce their tax burden and telling you, you just need to sacrifice Mm -hmm. to benefit them. And that's kind of Joe Kent in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Joe Kent's overall message. We're going to have to make some really hard decisions. (laughs) Maybe when he says we have to get back to the Constitution, he means we're going to have to live like it's 17. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: get ready for it guys your plumbing is gone yeah we're going You're screwed. we got to make our sacrifices you know it's going to be hard we got to make america great yeah but for marie guys ballots are out please marie and greg kimsey for auditor and chartisha roberts and hector Inahosa and don stanky and sue marshall and vote yes on all of the charter amendments and vote to maintain the two proposed uh, legislative changes at the state level. And Patty Murray for senator. And Steve Hobbs for attorney general. And what am I forgetting?
1: Duncan Camacho. Oh, yeah. And, and all John the D's in all your legislative Zingale. districts.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Monica Stonier and who's yeah.
1: the? Wiley. Sharon, Sharon Wiley. Wiley. Okay. Yeah. But for them and share our voters guide if you guys yeah if you guys are not following us on instagram and facebook you should that'd be awesome because we've been like sharing content there you can find um, content from or videos from the debate that we um, just described the the Kent stuff going on outside of the the library there so anyways um, and that way you can share our voters guide and um, talk to your friends and your Family and whoever you can. This is,
0: I know everyone says every election is super important, but yeah. I think if we're going to stomp out fascism here, we have some really great opportunities to not only do that, but to build a better Clark County for everyone. Mary.